Let's start again, let's do that again. No, no, no well, it's alright. Well, hi, I'm Kana. <laughs> and hi, I'm Ambi. Uh, this is Diplomacy Games. This is Diplomacy Games. What, number 42? Yeah, we're going for over a year now. Longer. Yeah, we've been going for a lot longer than a year. A lot longer, yeah. Two years. How yeah, well, I think we started in August, so... Was it two? I can't remember. It's a while ago. A while. Yeah. Maybe three years almost. Two and a half years? About two and a half years, I reckon. It's pretty good going. Yeah. We need to probably get together more often, but... Ah. Ah. We kind of overcompensated the last time when we kind of did three episodes in one. I got highly drunk at the end of it, yes. which is fun. Speaking of fun things coming up, we're going to a, uh, a tournament. We are going to a tournament. I'll probably be able to maybe do another episode down there, if we're lucky. We'll, well play our games right. Um, it is the Melbourne Open. Melbourne Open. Not to be confused with the Australian Open, which is a tennis tournament. Which I think you got confused last time around that. Did I? Yeah, you did. Okay. Maybe it was the beer. How drunk was I? Uh, a little. Drunk about, talking about drunken stuff first, we should actually cover our drinks. Yeah, yeah, I'm drinking. And where we are. Oh, okay. Um, we're at the James Squire sort of... Charming the, Squire. The Charming Squire, yeah. But it's the James Squire brewery kind of um, showcase mm. space. And I'm a big fan of James Squire's beer. You've had it a few drinking. times over yeah. the recordings. Yeah, and I'm, I'm on 150 lashes. I'm on the 150 my, lashes too. As well. I might, I, might, yeah. I might go, I might try another one at some point. I, I definitely it. plan to, to upgrade. I, went, I start yep. start low yep. and upgrade. And you're on a beer. What's the go? Yeah, uh, it's just been a bit of a shitty couple of weeks of work and, and stuff. And I just kind of, it's a bit, a bit warm at the moment. After we had that cyclone that almost came and hit us, but then it turned around and went away. Just waiting for that rain, hey? Oh, so need the rain. Yep. And yeah, I mean, it, it's a nice space, hey? I mean, you've got the, um, you've got the, the big vats micro, in the background, the microbrewery, micro yeah, brewery going on, and it's in the just part of South Brisbane here. And we we are smart, I think, by uh, moving away from the main bar area, which has got a lot of people in there. It's pretty crowded. Pretty and crowded for Tuesday, a, are they? Yeah, they're setting up a live music stage there. Are they? That? Yeah. Oh, well, shit! That's going to be really loud. Later on, so we're in the right spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. But, um, yeah, so drinks, that's done. Pub, that's done. And now we're talking about tournaments. So, yeah. We're, so it's about, I think, about two and a half weeks away, isn't it? Yeah, March 16, 17. Yeah. So that's, yeah, quite literally two weeks away. So if you're an Australian and you like diplomacy and you're not going... What's wrong with you? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is going to be really intriguing for me because as I said before this is my first time playing face to face in god knows how long yonks yeah like 25 years and you've got high hopes to make it through the uh, the last table. no I don't have high hopes at all I kind of expect that I'll get my ass handed to me in, in both or whatever games I play um, because I don't have that experience in face to face so there's um and I'm, I'm a bad liar face to face. People can read you too easily. Huh? Way too easily. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun. I mean, I, I I've always impl- enjoyed playing um, the game face to face, but I just haven't, like yourself, had the opportunity. That's what attracted me to online gaming. Yep. Um, but I did. I think we touched on on one of the last 
episodes. You started your own little face-to-face thing, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, so yeah Have you had another, another one of those or not? Um, not? Haven't got around to it yet. Oh, yeah, okay. no, we were planning on it and then just life got in the way of people and as, as things happened. But we're definitely going to uh, be looking at doing one over the Easter holidays. Right. April-ish. <laughs> yeah, so do that. And speaking of which, like I bought my diplomacy board along to, to play. What, today? No, at, on the... This game. We could start a game now, see if we can find someone who wants to play, find another five people. Well, I didn't bring the actual board with me today. No, oh, but okay. to the actual, it was my board that we used. Well, why didn't you bring a board today? Well, I bought I bought something else. I bought um, little 3D printed pieces, because I'm sure So you brought your pieces, but not I, I, your board. Well, I've been, three, I've been printing them. So I've, 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 got, I've got 18 armies and 18 fleets for each, um, each power. And the reason I did this was because the the, the, the new boards, yeah. right? They're, they're they're printed with um, little cardboard pieces. Cardboard, yeah. Why yeah. cardboard? cardboard. Ca- yeah, I know, right? So, is I, it I trying remember, to be environmentally friendly? So it's you know recycled timber or something? Or cost, I would think. Cost, Just pure cost. Yeah. But I grew up. I grew up playing the game with those um, those wooden. Oh, this pieces. is like the block and the yeah. What's the, the other the, thing? The army and the log. Just the fleet. The log. Know, the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of them like that. Um, is one like a square and one's a log or something? Or? No, well, one's a, you know, like a. Like a, a, a is it a, kind a, of shaped a little bit like a ship? I don't or? think like a square, but a little bit more, so it's more like a rectangular cube. That doesn't make any sense at all. A rectangular cube? You mean a, a rectangular prism? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one's also the same, but it's a lot longer. So it's a longer rectangular prism. A longer rectangular prism. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's what I grew up in. It was very easy to see whether where the armies were, where the fleets were, mm-hmm. once you recognised the long ones with the fleets and the short, stubby ones with the armies, right? Yep. Whereas the, in, in, on this new board, there's not a lot to really differentiate Look, the armies. Like, yeah. Like, they're know, pretty pathetic, no, actually, on these There's no three-dimensional... No. view on it and they block particularly around Italy where the supply centres are really compact it gets really quite difficult to see just precisely where your units and are. I must admit having like a little 3D what we've got here um, listeners is uh, little um, tanks 3D. they look like little yep. Abram tanks and these boats look like they're, well they're little tugs yeah they're t- yeah. actually they look like something out of um, battleship really but um, the thing around these, which I thought was quite interesting, was you think about board games. I think there's something satisfying with actually physically moving a three-dimensional object that looks like what it represents <laughs> from one area into another, as opposed you're... to like a little pissy piece of cardboard. <laughs> but, uh, if you're invading someone, you're stabbing them. And you look at the pictures. Look at the pictures of the cardboard. They're not even good representations of a boat and a tank. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're not really that. That looks like a zeppelin. Yeah, now that now that you mention it, or a cigar. I've got to give it to them though. Like each each army is represented using um, the type of uh, different types of cannon that were common in that particular army. Oh, okay. That nation's period. Why didn't you yeah. do that? Laziness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> lazy bastard. Plus, <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, like I said, I was happy with those little prism, wooden prism blocks. 
Yeah, but now you've upgraded. They're nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, you're going to have to trim So you've made these with like a little 3D printer, is that right? Yeah, it's a 3D printer. Yeah. Um, So all of the the tanks are printed facing up off the the printing press. Right. That's what gives you the cannon. Because if you print them flat, the cannon hanging over would just drip. Why does the cannon kind of go like... Squiggly. Okay, so I printed eighteen of them right all over the place, right? Like this. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're like like a forest of trees. Like, yeah. Except okay. they're tanks. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep, yep. And as the printer nozzle is going from one tank to the next, it has to stop extruding the hot plastic to move to the next tank to start extruding the hot plastic again. Right. And particularly um, when the tanks are close together like so it has little bits of connected plastic filament that can join okay yeah even though i printed on high resolution um so we should actually take a little photograph of these tanks so we can put it up okay, on the website so, so people actually yeah, you know what the fuck we're talking the, about there we go yep and here's your little thing to, 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 to demonstrate what's untrimmed okay pieces. good yep. taking the photos Anyway, so I thought I'd bring those along to the uh, the tournament just as a contribution. And there's something about. I didn't expect, which is like the colours, because being a more an online player, in fact a total online player until a couple of weeks' time, um, the colours are different to what I expected. So you kind of got these white tanks and white ships, and you said that's Russia, but I kind of expect... Russia to be purple because that's why it is in classic PHP diplomacy. Well, Russia. Well, for me, I grew up playing Russia as it was a white. It was always white. Now I'm unsure, I'm fairly certain that that was the um, the Australian version, like different versions. Right. Now someone's going to correct me. It's either the UK version, the European version, or the American version, where Russia was purple. Ah. Okay. Yeah. And so that, that's where that version was translated from. online to be purple. Gotcha. Yeah. But you buy the. I mean, you look at you look at the you know even even the modern map of what Russia's white. Yeah. Well, at least you've got like Turkey's yellow. That's normal. Austria's red. That's yep. normal. Italy's Italy green. That's green. normal. France's France is a lighter green in the newer maps. But I grew up with that being a light blue. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. England being a dark blue. Germany black, mm. obviously. It's always been black. Yep. Yep. Oh, well, yeah, but in uh, the online version, it's grey. Germany? Yeah. Or is it brown? It's brown. Uh, Germany? No, it's black. No, it's, it's, it's a dark. No, it's in the dark, online it's games, they're, they're brown. No, they're... Surely not. Surely not, he says. I think you're fine they are. I'm just going to check Quick this Google, out. No, Google, no, 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 just no, go on one of these. Oh, no, that's actually, they're wrong. So, variants. Blah, blah, blah. Loading, loading, loading. Classic, where's classic, classic, classic there. You open up classic. Open up classic. Oh, there you go, brown. brown. Oh, and England's pink. Oh, dear. Okay, yeah. There you go. Yeah, shoot me now. What do I I'll know? get one of these little tanks little and tanks just and, you know, fire. <laughs> <laughs> so nice work on the tanks and things. You'll um. Well, I'll trim those up. I'll print out a few more for the because I'm missing one of the colours and. Yep. 
yeah, and take them along to the, the tournament, which I know I plan on. Uh, I plan on winning. Winning? No, I, 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 I'll be happy to get. I'll be happy to. I'll be happy to win a table. I'll be ecstatic, actually. But actually, for a lot, lot of the uh, the face-to-face players we've been in doing interviews with have tended to talk about. Very rarely does anyone actually win. Yeah, absolutely. The table. You it's, know, that's why I'd be ecstatic about. Mm. Hey. So actually, that's one thing. I don't know what the scoring mechanism is when we're at the Melbourne Open. Do you know? Like, is it a well, some squares the, or something like that? Or yeah, look, I'm mm. not sure. Um, so this is on the 16th to the 17th of March. 9.30 for new players on the Saturday with games, games from, 10. from 10. Yep. So yes. depending on how our hangovers are going, we should be able to get there hopefully by 10. Maybe 9.30 if we're lucky. Yep. Although we're getting in quite late, aren't we? We're getting, in, we're getting in late at night, so yeah. it'll be the Sunday that'll be a tricky one to get yeah. to. Um, so it's yeah. two, ra- <laughs> <laughs> so two, two rounds on the Saturday and one round on the Sunday. Right. Finished by 4.30. Okay. But there's no discussion about uh, what the tournament. Yeah, because like, is that are. like yep. two? Is the two? Whoever goes best in the two rounds, do they end up going into that Sunday one as being that's the the top board? And is there any other like, I don't know, second boards that are running for you know also you know, for those who kind of didn't quite make the top board or. Do the people who don't make the top board just hang around and watch the game, or what's the st- what's the deal? Go off and get drunk and come back. Oh, yeah, good point. I'm guess, I, I'm, I'm, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Andrew I tell you what, how, we... how about we just make sure that we get on the top board? We don't have that problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew Goff is the tournament director, so we interviewed him a few episodes ago. We did. Yep. So looking forward to meeting him face to face. Yeah. Yep. And um, looking forward to you know the event. So it's at the Miss Hall in Melbourne. So there we go. It's but free too, folks. It's so. Well, yeah, except for all the drinks and your food and yeah. your airfare and your accommodation. And yeah, yeah. But if you're in Melbourne, you know, rock up. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if that's where all the, um, the Australian diplomacy players are, go for it. Cool. All right. So done. 3D pieces done. And you said that there's a swanky new web dip page that's got tournaments and things registered on it. Is that right? Yeah, now not sure if it's 100% new but it's 100% new, new to me. New. Okay, so you found um, it. Found it. Well done, okay. Kana. Um, and it's, it's it's about the information about tournaments that they host, really. Oh, their tournaments? Their tournaments. Oh, I thought you meant it covered um, face-to-face tournaments too. Didn't you have one that had a face-to-face on it? Uh, yeah, that's a sub... That's forum. a sub-forum within the part of the on the forum. Well, let's just talk quickly before we talk about the. We move on to that. So, apart from the Melbourne one coming up, so today is the 26th of February when we're recording. So this weekend there's this weekend. the Macon, which is the Macclesfield Cheshire UK tournament. Uh huh. Yep. Second and third. Whipping diplomacy in San Jose, California, on the 6th to 7th of April. And CodCon on April 12th, 14th, Chicago, Illinois. Wow. And then, of course, DixieCon, the big one in America, on the um, 24th and 26th of May in uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Honestly, I'm jealous of these these Americans. You you could go from event to event to event, almost. And that's followed up by uh, the Boston Massacre. Boston Massacre. And SkyCon and the Liberty Cup. SkyCon? Oh, you get to go to Montana for that one. That'd be fun. 
a Liberty Cup in Philly. If only Kana, we were men of leisure. We are men of leisure. No, no, like, you know, we had like a, a substantial, you know, investment portfolio and we were able just to go around the world playing diplomacy tournaments. On our blimp. On our blimp, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I say twirling our moustaches, but I don't have one anymore. I kind of shaved. And... Yeah, you shaved it. Yeah. yeah, so, okay. Explanation. Well, I always plan to get rid of it. Oh, sorry. After getting back from um, up in the, um, the Northern Hemisphere, where I grew up to keep myself warm. Obviously, yeah. yeah. And I thought, well, you know, I've been putting away the, the pies and mm. kind of drinking too much beer rather than wine and um, one of the first places it goes to me is underneath my chin okay so yeah. the the beard was kept on for about a month just to kind of hide it until okay. I was able to get back to the gym regularly and get back to drinking red wine yeah, so and hopefully yep, eating well yeah yep, yep. okay all right that's a good enough explanation for yes. yeah I do like the idea of uh, flying around the world in a blimp I'd be even happy with, um, you know, conventional aircraft. <laughs> but the but the blimp would be interesting. It's, it's very, you know, um, steampunk. Especially when you're playing on a classic diplomacy board. Is there, is there a steampunk variant? Isn't it just called classic? <laughs> classic? No, no, well, I don't know. Well, no, how would you make, how would you you make know, a steampunk version? I don't know. Um... You know, the lies of Lockmore, more, Lamore, what's that? kind of style. Is that a book? So you, yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's a book. It's like a steampunk, quite a well-known steampunk novel. You, you, you base it around one of those ones, hey, like, and or even like like a Brandon Sanderson novel, where I, I haven't I haven't fantasy. read any steampunk stuff. I kind of know about it, but I've never really got into it. But how would you actually um, set up a board? And a steampunk theme. I don't know, so I'm asking you. Sort of like, like industrialized technology, but in a in a Victorian urban environment. So kind of like Charles Dickens with tanks, hey? Like, yeah, I can't see it working. <laughs> I think you've. It's, it's, <laughs> I can't see the variation between that and just a conventional classic game. I could give you an excuse to create some really interesting type of styles. Well, how about you put your mind to it and see what you can come up with? I will. I will. I will. Speaking of uh, variants, you've been in some Versailles games recently. Yes. So, um, over at Playdip, as I've mentioned, I think, in one of the the previous episodes, I'm now playing a couple of Versailles games, which I've been well and truly looking forward to for a long time now. I've got two games on the go. Yeah. One of which I can kind of talk about because it's a non-anonymous game yes uh, this is a game called Versailles Virgins and um, basically intended to be for pe- players who haven't played Versailles or haven't played it very often mm-hmm. so I think I'll try to turn the map around so you can kind of have a bit of look-see at this one okay. yep yep so um, bearing in mind remember the nature of Versailles is um, you have a, you have a major power. Pay- play- major power and a yep. minor power yep. so we all know whose major power is who we just don't know who the minor pl- powers are mm-hmm. although with a little bit of detective work now I think we've pretty much worked it out who's who who's who yeah so uh, in this particular game I'm playing as Turkey and yep. um, doing not too bad 
Is your um, minor power still alive? Oh, I don't want to give away that information. Yeah, in that the would game. be. Um, that would be a bit, you know. Yep. So you know, we'll see how it goes. Okay, yeah, either yeah, way, yeah. Uh, hang on. Has any minor powers been eliminated yet? Oh yeah, lots of minor powers have okay, been yeah. eliminated. So I think the minor powers that have gone is um, uh, Romania's been removed, Serbia's been removed, oh sorry, Yugoslavia's been removed, Greece has been removed. Um, who else has gone? Uh, Spain's still in the game. What's this light green one up the top? Sweden's still in the game. Is Sweden a minor power? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, Doing better than one of the other... Hang on, what's this, what's this red one? Poland. It's a major power. It's a major power. So Sweden, the minor power, is doing better than Poland, the major power. Yes. I see. I imagine that's be a scenario that pops up every... Like, well, this particular this particular um, uh, game of, of um, Versailles was a little bit... Actually, this was a little bit normal. This was a normal game. Because I, actually, I set this one up to be straight normal. And to the extent of um, uh, it's, it's normal press... So you get, to, and this is the fun part is, you know, obviously you get to send, and I wanted to try to actually test the whole concept of sending messages as my major power and then sending separate messages as my minor power. Yeah. Just to kind of see how things worked out. And it probably had more of a bearing early in the game when nobody had any idea who anybody was. Yeah. But I think as time has progressed, um, in my mind, it becomes quite certain. clear that there's certain players who are, are aligned. So um, where the major power and the minor power, we've kind of worked out who that is. Yep. Um, okay. And from that end, it's just a case of just you know chipping away at the other remaining power. So I've got to a stage now with both um, I, with my major power and two other major powers, we're working towards a resolution of the board. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, and um, it's probably not too far away from, from resolving. So yeah. I think probably yeah. in the next week or probably a week, week and a half, the whole game will be over, maybe if we're lucky. Or you never know. I could get stabbed. Or I could stab someone else. And we yeah. can just keep the game going. Have a keep having fun. And and as your first jaunt into Versailles, mm-hmm. is it something you've really you've enjoyed? You've enjoyed this? Uh, yes, but as, as I said, it, it, the funny thing about this one is it, I became quite clear early on I was having a good working relationship from an ally point of view with a major player, major power, and minor power, yeah. um, who I think the minor power has been controlled by someone, another major power. So yeah. because we got on really well, and actually we were made plans, we all... Um, kept to those agreements okay um it's worked out pretty well where I mean, not a lot of discussion is required to coordinate unless we're kind of you know aiming to take down somebody right yep um so the most people have just stopped talking to my if i was still had a minor power in the game uh no one was, no one's currently talking to it okay right so they pretty much figured that that's yeah, they've worked out who they've that is. There. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. And if you kind of, I mean, that being said, um, it's it's <laughs> the way things are positioned is pretty obvious. Most people can kind of, I reckon, be, be shit, keep hitting wrong buttons. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Go away. I don't know. Smartphones. Smartphones are not very smart. Okay. Um, yes. Anyway, it's it's going well. What what was actually clear to myself was, uh, and this is an interesting thing. I'll, I'll kind of talk a little bit, a little, little bit about school. 
but I don't think it gives anything away. There was um, certain messages I was receiving to my major power yeah. that was written in a similar way to what was I was receiving in my minor power, but the sender was different. So one was coming from a major and one was coming from a minor. So you know what I mean? Yeah. But their messaging didn't make sense. It was like someone fucked up and they were speaking as their major, but they were still logged in as their minor. So they were talking about certain things to do, which didn't make sense. You couldn't physically do it, but if you kind of put your mind in the major power that I suspected, oh, okay. you could so work it out. had accidentally... Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so we logged and, in as the wrong... Yeah, yeah gotcha. And when I was able to kind of see that and it happened again, mm. I thought, this guy's a clown. Okay. Um, yep. I shared that with my local allies and we kind of then took down that particular player took down one of the players the minor aspect because it was easy to take down and in fact the major player power was doing really really well actually the two of them were doing really really well but once we kind of identified that look this is a the same player yep. who was actually boarded right next to the, the major power and the minor power right next door yep. clearly kind of you know, expanding outwards because they didn't have to watch their major threat, ma- their back yep. door, so, yep, whatever, yep, because yep. everything was you know the same player. Mm. So it was it was a good experience for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just just quickly, the victory conditions on that is it a combination of major and minor, or is it solely major, solely minor? Um, that's one thing I don't know. Um, I actually I, I don't know. Someone actually asked me that in this game. <laughs> oh, yeah, I said, yeah. "Hey, what well, does this all work?" And I went. I don't know. It's my first time playing Versailles. Yeah, yeah. It's they went, Me game. too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be something that'll be interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that one's going reasonably well, and as I said, I'm kind of confident we'll get a resolution to that, and and hopefully, cross fingers, I don't get stabbed in the back. Um, that was the one I wanted to play, but it was taking a while to get going. Yeah. And I also joined up a game that was waiting to get going, which was a Versailles game. I see. Which did get then kicked off. But it's like this weird, really weird, wacky variation on variation. So it's a combination of... It's a Versailles game, but it is Fog of War. Oh, nice. And it is... Is it the Age of Empires? So you actually start with just one unit. Oh, okay. So, in fact, logistically, your major power and your minor power are equal at the very beginning because you're both starting with one unit because normally a minor power only has one unit in a normal Versailles game whilst a major power would normally have three units in a game okay so everyone's starting just with one whether it's major or minor and in fact in that particular game my minor power is actually doing so much better than my major power ah I see so major power doing good not too bad minor power doing pretty shit What's with these Tyrannosaurus Rex? Oh, that was another another thing that someone's thrown into the mix. So the the units in this one is like Tyrannosaurus Rex for armies and sharks for navies. Oh, okay, that's not confusing. All no, right. it says the man with the little armies and sorry, little tanks and boats. Well, I did that to solve being confusing, but okay, all right. So this particular game, so I had that, so and it's um. It's been problematic. And actually, one thing I, I found which I didn't know about in a Versailles games was um, I tried to... One of my powers was doing 
lot better than the other one, okay? And to cover off losing the supply centre of my minor power, that's all right, to, to cover off um, losing the supply centre of... I'll go over here. Fuck. I've only said this now three times, listeners, so apologies. To cover off my um, the supply centre that was open, I sent my major... Now, let's call it major power into my minor power supply centre, expecting it to bounce with an attacking player. But the attacking player didn't attack. So oh. I actually I ended up capturing my own power supply centre. From your minor? Yes. Yeah, okay. But the trouble with that, which I didn't expect then, was I assumed that the major power would then actually remove the minor power from the game. But it doesn't. There's some special rules that you can't capture your own. So you can you can capture it, but you can't get the build or the supply center towards your build when that happens. So it stays with the other power, which makes it anyone with nearby can then look at the board and go and see. Oh, this minor power has captured this major powers or whatever supply, supply center, center, but it hasn't switched. Therefore. Therefore yeah, it's the same player. Okay, yeah. So that's kind of gone against me because that was a bit of a, a newbie thing. Lucky it's Fog of War, though. Well, yeah, that's right. But yeah. the, the local players would have seen that. Yeah. I mean, anyone particularly around here. And I do is kind it of. Or is it no, gunboat? and this is Gunboat as well. So this is okay, like yeah. so variation, be... on variation on variation on variation on variation. Which is the thing that's interesting about Plated. Yeah. They do have those rules that allow you to do that as opposed to. A standard set of variation rules in web dip or more particularly vdip how are you finding the order interface uh at the beginning that's a great question actually at the beginning because i um i think i, I mentioned last year when they had the online diplomacy championship yeah and i kind of represented vdip and um fucked up majorly because the i orders, yeah. the way the order system works in playdip Totally different to WebDip and VDIP. Okay. So, yeah. WebDip and VDIP players would be used to the idea of um, you go in. Sorry, I'll, I'll just discount the interactive map for a moment, okay? Okay, yeah. You go in, you, you choose your unit, and you go, okay, um, uh, Munich, um, move to Burgundy. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Tunis. Moves. Oh, no, no, sorry, let's use the yeah. example. Um, Marseille support Munich to Burgundy. Okay, it's a bad example. It's unlikely to happen in the beginning, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's a it's, it's support move. It's, it's quite clear. It's quite logical. And um, particularly playing on a phone, and actually um, Dipsy mentioned this, how, how are they working towards changing the way the interface works on the mobile phone. That's right, yeah. It's actually really hard because you're zooming in and you're zooming out and where the messaging is um, to tell you what you're doing fuck this is annoying I kind of with my iPhone I kind of set it up with face ID okay so and that if I lose it you know I don't have to, and I don't have to worry about putting in passwords but now I've got to keep fucking showing it my face I mean it doesn't like that so when you put in units or sorry when you put in orders normally here you yeah. kind of um, it's a you've got, you got a, it, it's, a, it's like a map interface you click on it um, actually I can't really show you this one here I oh, orders here I can Good. So for this one, I can click on um, so you this click one on here. The unit. I click on the unit or the territory. Come on. You have to zoom in on the unit. Okay. So then it pops up orders for army right. in XXX. 
move. and you've got a button hold move support so I okay. might go okay I want to theoretically this is a count this doesn't make sense because this, move. So yeah. I'm going okay, to support that unit there but then you can't kind of see what you're doing because actually the order interface says down here please click the supported destination zone well you can't support that unit because one's a dinosaur one's a Yes, I'm just, just for, for, oh, now you've hit the thing. You, it's okay. See, now you've said, so my unit will support this unit oh. to this location, okay? But it's it's taken me a while to get used to that interface. Mm, okay. I think if you actually started playing in Playdip, and after, you know, a couple of fuck-ups, yeah, you, and you, a couple of rounds, of you get the hang of it. I mean, I've got the hang of it now. Yeah. Um, and when you kind of get to the very end of all this stuff, you can kind of click on the show order graphics, and oh, it will kind yeah. of show, show you. you what. And this is again, it looks it's totally different to the way within WebDip and VDip you'd have like you know a red arrow attacking something, and then like a yellow arrow supporting Ooh. it. Here yeah, it's yeah, like okay. a green arrow going to the unit, and then another separate green arrow with dot dot dots on it showing where it's going to go. It's. I won't say it's not as intuitive I think the problem is I'm too indoctrinated in the PHP diplomacy space where that now just makes perfect sense and anything outside of that is like well why else would you do it that way and I'm sure a Playdip player going to WebDip would be just as confused it's a case of different visual cues rules yeah different visual language yeah you know it's not more confusing or less confusing just so you don't know it absolutely it's it's just totally different to swap between those modes yeah And even to the extent, once you've actually put in all your orders, you then have to, to finalise. Instead of down here, you normally have a finalise button at the bottom. You've got to yeah. go all the way up here to orders, click on that. It will then show you what your orders are. Oh, okay. And whether you've got any more orders left to give, which is good. Yeah. And then you kind of click on your finalise orders to finalise your orders. Oh, But even I if you see. don't have yeah, yeah. orders, you still have to finalise your orders. So, like, if it's a build phase and you've got no builds... Theoretically, you should, as a matter of good manners, go in and finalise your orders saying nothing to, nothing to do so that if people all finalise, the game will click over before yeah, the end okay. of the turn. But if you don't have any build orders and you don't finalise it, the turn just keeps on going. It just keeps going on time. its normal predetermined length, that's right. Yeah. yeah, right, okay. So be polite, essentially. And be a good diplomacy player. I'll be a good Be diplom- nice to people. I'll, I'll be, what what nice they used to say and, um, in Bill and Ted? Yeah, be awesome to each other. Be awesome. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll be awesome and get you next round. What do oh, you think? Yes. Uh, I don't know. How about we go up and... I'll have a look. We'll pause. Yep. And then we'll have a quick look. Okay. Be back in a sec, listeners. Three. And, and we're back. We are back. Cheers. And I'm drinking a cream ale. It's a runaway. It's I've never heard of a cream ale until I came in here. Yeah, no, neither have I. But and I'm I've got a malt shovel extra pale ale, an XPA. Oh, I can taste the oak in that. Wow. Definitely taste that. That's quite... Yeah, have a... Yeah, you try that one, I'll try that one. Oh, the XPA is nice. Yeah, yeah. I think I like my XPA more than your cream arm. Although it does actually taste creamy. It does, hey. I mean, it, you, you taste It's almost the, like... Uh, taste the wood in it. Hey, like... It, yeah, it's like an it's oak. It's like an oaky taste. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, almost like a, a bit of a taste you get with a, um, a stout, like, you know, like an Irish stout to a certain extent. 
the slight creaminess it's a, thing. It's Even a though light. it's a it's a light it's a light beer. Beer, yeah. Mm. Mm. I better get Gee. a photo of those yeah. beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I quite like that, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, you can have your XPA. There we go. It does taste like an IPA. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So um, Hey I was when I was um, when you were up, up at the bar placing the orders, yes. I thought, "Oh, good! Now's a good time for me to actually put some orders, in. put some real orders in, rather than yep. those fake orders." Yeah. Yep. And one thing it kind of highlighted, and Dipsy has talked about this in the past, but I must admit, personally, it's just a personal thing. It shits me, and that's the <laughs> fact that the play dip interface allows you to put in illegal orders. Oh, see, I like that. No, I don't, because, you know... If you... I, I, I like that, because my very first email game I played, someone ordered an army from Constantinople to Switzerland <laughs> to, 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 to uh, I forget what the reason was, to, to annoy the Germans living there or something. You know, just, just because they could. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like Constantinople, it was a smear or a, you know... Well, you get my, you get my drift. Well, I liked I, I thought, oh, yeah, that's fun. Well, you know, without A little bit of... was lost... In, in, in the conversion of the So without giving away my details, what I've accidentally okay. done here is a army in one location is supporting an army in another location into a sea. Huh. Now I was not trying to do that at all. It's just I've kind of this is the thing, it's easy to make mistakes yeah. on that, yeah. Especially when you're playing with dinosaurs. Yeah, look, yeah. On, 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 I must admit, um, the dinosaur factor and the sharks, yeah, yeah, it's, you got to watch out for yourself. But like on, on, a, um, on a, um, a normal desktop or whatever, it's no problem. You just kind of go, click, done, click, here, done. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep, yep. So you're looking forward to them when they um, transfer it to the, to the mobile version? I'm interested to see, like. you know, when that happens. Obviously, about the interface making it a little bit better because at the moment it's a bit... Um, and again, it might be just because it allows that those kind of crazy moves, so people can maybe deliberately misorder and go, "Oh, I don't know what happened there." Oh, that was an accident. Oh, yeah, what a yeah. silly thing I should do. I've got to make watch myself next time. But um, yeah, it's a little bit exasperating when you kind of meant to do the right thing. And yeah. yeah, I mean the advantage is I'm now used to this, where I go in, I go in, I check the, you know, the show me the graphics of the moves I now know what the moves are and which what works and what's obviously an illegal move and I think okay I didn't mean to do an illegal move so it's a a, a steeper learning curve do you think Uh, I think it's exactly the earlier point I think it's gets it's what you get used to to, so if you're used to a PHP interface like on WebDip or VDIP um, or whatever you're probably going eh it's easy you know, I, sorry, the opposite. You go, this is hard. But if you used to, if you just started and played it, you'd probably go over to the other ones and go, oh, that doesn't make sense. Hmm. This is getting your head around in a different way. It is, it is. And eventually I'll be right. I'm getting slowly better at it. But this particular game, um, not looking good. I'm thinking I'm, I'm, even my major power, which was looking okay, I'm starting to lose ground slowly in this particular game. So Right. Um, Watch this first. Yes. yes, but fun. Versailles, yep. it's interesting. Very interesting dynamic. So, um, I've, at the moment, I've got two games going on in Playdip, two games going on over in VDIP. I'm finding four games at the moment. Four games is, is my Goldilocks yep. number of games. Yep. It's just yep. right. Yep. 
So, um, well, I've just recently stuck my hand up for the newspaper game. I thought they just finished. It did, but there's that was a very fast game. Yeah, they're recruiting for their second game, so I'm looking. I said, "Yep, okay, I missed the I missed the start for the first one. Count me in for the second. So, for those of you who are unaware, it's a grey press game. Um, it's played on a. It's actually played on a fog of war map, so they've set up two games. Oh, okay, yep. One game is for just the communication, public press. Yep. All grey press. And the that's drawn and saved, and then the other game is the actual game where you're playing whatever country, Turkey, Austria. So, so when you say drawn and saved, so there's a gentleman's agreement that on that particular map, everyone just puts in draw, bang, draw, pause, yeah, pause. Start off with pause, yeah, and then all the press goes through the grey press variant. That, that whacked the table. It probably has this big thud, thud, thud oh, when yeah, people yeah, are listening. Yeah, yeah. Oops. So I've noticed this stuff when I go back and listen to the audio when I'm editing and doing the show notes. All of a sudden, there's this whack, 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 but whack, and now I found the culprit. The and you also, you must tap your pen a lot because like this tap, 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 tap sometimes. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive okay. you. Others yeah, yeah. So you got your grey press game. Yes. Which is your where the grey press happens. That's but that's pause. a game that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's pause straight away. It's pause straight away. And then it's, and it's a Pause drawn at the end. Okay. Yeah. And then you've and it's got not worse your than it's unranked. It's unranked, yeah. And then you've got your bulk game. Yep. Which is gunboat. Yep. Yep. So no one can communicate in that bulk game. Yep. And you can only communicate in the grey press. Global press. Okay. Yep. So I suppose the only thing about that would be just be a little bit annoying occasionally with having to flip between screens, but provided you know what you're doing, you know roughly what you're doing. You're not yeah. a not a you know a number. You'll be right. Well, because it's newspaper, you're not actually communicating. I imagine you. No, but when you're looking screen, at you, when you're looking at your your your, um, your normal fog map and what's going on and how you want to spin that within your grape press, you're having to flip over from one tab to another or something. Yeah, or you just have two tabs open, one half of the screen, the other half of the screen, and you're just typing your... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's another way of doing it. Trickier if you're using a mobile device. Yes, yes. Yeah. As we found out, as it's we no more trickier out. than using Playdip with a mobile device. Yeah. So it's trickier yeah. in VDIP as well. And I got an excited text from you randomly a couple of weeks ago about a certain series of events that happened in another game that you were playing. It was, yep. and I had a very excited moment, and then I realised I'd fucked up because I think I sent you this message saying, "Hey, I've just kind of well and truly been able to get behind someone else's lines, and they can't do a thing about it, and I'm just going to go to town." Yeah, so, along player. those lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, this was within the that divided states game, but then um, so, so after sending after, the, after sending yep. that, then I realised, oh, actually, no. I wasn't behind the lines. There was still another area that got in the way and I just got blocked and I kind of looked like a bit of a goose to you by saying all those things and being totally wrong. Still, how are you going with that Divided States game? I'm out of this one, by the way. I'm long since destroyed, listeners. So I think think when we last spoke, I said I was was going, going up in the world. And I think I'm... I'm still making some gains... Against okay. particular players. So this player up here, I'm making gains. This player down there, I'm making gains. 
and even to extent this player down here um, I still have maintained a good working relationship with that player up there and this player down here so it's, it's, it's okay you know yeah, what I mean little bit blizzard there. so yeah. it's, yep. it's one of those things where it's like slowly slowly but some of the other players like that one all the way over here and that player up all the way over there they're tending to make gains faster okay. yep. so um, I don't think so I'm I, going to I mean I think I'm we're not, we're not giving anything away by saying there's only um, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 no. players left. No, no, you can't count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 10. That's what I said. Yes, but 10, one, 10, 10, 10, 10. Okay. So no, you, you didn't can't. actually. You said 12 or 13. Yeah, you said 9, which is wrong as well. There's well, 10 no, players. I, I said 9 because one of those players is pretty much out the door. Okay, all right, all right. So, so, out of out of out of a, uh, how many players are in this one? Starts with fifty. Out of fifty players, there's really only nine serious contenders left. Nine serious contenders left, and you're not doing too bad. Which is, um, I'm doing. Oh, I think I would call it your, your, your middling. Middling to. I'm, okay, I'd say yeah, I'm in the top. Middling, I reckon, yeah, you reckon you can get away to, without giving anything well. away. Yeah, you know, you can not, kind of say maybe I'm in the top five just. I, I could say that. Yeah. yeah. Given that you know the top five, they're all very close. But some really. players, but there are a couple of players who are um, really taking their strides at the moment. And my main concern there is middling to fair would be what I'd say. Middling to fair, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so we'll just we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we will work towards a uh, you know an end game where we get a nice little draw. There's still a couple of players that are slowly making their way out. So whilst we've got one player that's almost out the door, there's potentially one or two other players, one particularly who is likely, like this player here, right. without giving anything away, was actually doing pretty well and was maintaining a really good um, relationship with an ally here oh, so what and an ally this, there this and then surprisingly out of, and, and this player here was also having butting their heads with this player over here for quite a long while oh. um, but that recently this particular player these two allies of a sudden just started attacking him so I don't think he's going to be around much longer between those two and the other guy he'd been butting heads with for a while mm. I think he'll be gone within you know two weeks maybe three weeks tops and look, I mean, which will get us down to eight, and that's probably not a bad number, because this this player here has actually got reasonably good relationships with everyone, so he might make it through, and maybe a, a draw of eight might be a way forward. And look, coming in the top eight amongst a fifty-player game, pretty damn good. In a, in a, yeah, yeah, that's not that, bad. That's, that's, that's the other thing I want to point out. I mean, this 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 that player who you're saying that you think might be on his way out. Yeah. You know, I mean. He's got a, he's got a number of supply centers that if you dropped him into the middle of a classic map, you'd say he's getting close to a solo. Do you know what I mean? Like well, he, yes he, and no, because in the classic map you've only got you need there was only what thirty six supply centers on the board. Yeah, but it's eighteen to win, right? So yeah, but there's like three hundred you know, and something supply centers. Yeah, in that, this that's game. what I'm saying. Like like the, the the scale of this game staggers. Yes. You know, like like oh, you've only got you know fourteen, ten, whatever it is. There's still a lot of units still to play And you know, actually, I, I put a question out to a couple of the other Divider States games where I have been knocked out. 
yep. which are starting to come to oh, one's actually finished and just recently drawn yep and the other one is coming towards the end game say so, look do you guys ever think I mean based on the way things are going in this game that um, you know is it is it ever possible is it ever possible yeah. to actually solo it and I think everyone's view was no for two reasons one even with the sea lanes component there's a feeling amongst players that it's still too easy to lock down your borders right. into stalemate lines. Yep. So that's one thing. Uh, and second thing, the fact that the, the bar is so high. So, uh, and when I say so high, it's no different to a classic game where you need to get 50% plus one. Yeah, yeah. But when you're dealing with... What do you have to get to kind of get a solo for this? Is like 140 or 170? It's some ludicrous number just to solo. Yeah. That's a massive, massive, massive undertaking. And I would pity the individual player who has to put in 140 unit moves. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's basically you live no life except for that one game. <laughs> I mean, how well, long thank, would it thank, put, take thank, you to put in those interfaces? Honestly, thank God for the interactive map. Okay, okay like, so that, that's I am going to say you. something here, Kana, yeah. which is like I have taken way, 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 way too long to listen to your sage advice on the interactive map. Oh, yeah? I have only just started using the interactive map regularly now. Okay, so you saw the light. You finally... I saw the light and I was like, my God, this is so good. It's so, so good compared to having to do all the drop-down interfaces and shit. I particularly love how you can say, okay, I want this particular unit here to support this other unit to X territory. You can go, okay, unit A... You're whacking the table again. Unit unit (laughs) A supports unit B to territory C. Yes. And it automatically assumes that unless you change it otherwise, that that unit is going to move to Territory C. Yes. Save yourself so much time but visually doing it. So, again, yep. you know how we talked a little bit before about Playdip and its interface and how sometimes, if you're a bit of a newbie to how it works, yep. sometimes some things can be confusing. In my experience initially with the um, VDIP, and they've got the same thing over at WebDip with the with the map interface. You know what? It's been so long since I've played okay. at WebDip, I don't know. So, um, anyway, let's just talk about the VDIP thing. So even when I started doing it, though, lesson for newbies in using that was I kind of went click, 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 click. Yeah, job done. <laughs> and then I got distracted, went away and did something. <laughs> and you still have to click the save button. Yeah. And if you don't yes. click the save button, nothing happens. Yeah. It'd be like no difference to using the drop-down yeah, menu yeah, yeah, interface yeah. and there, then there, forgetting there, to save. There is a big warning symbol sign. Of orders are not saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop yeah. being stupid. Save, <laughs> save the fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, on a conservative estimate, what, one month, two months away, finishing this one off? Well, I think if that... that player that's hardly got anything gets knocked out and then the other player that's getting attacked by everybody gets knocked out it'll come down to the eighth player who's kind of in the middle of the actually it depends on whether people want to keep fighting if they want to start pick a fight with this one or maybe pick a fight with that one um it still depends on the dynamics of how long so still it could it could i mean you're right it could be wrapped up in a month or people might just want to keep you know whittling down the numbers yeah, so it could be another year. 
It could be. Fucking hope not. <laughs> Still establishing how long these games take. Because so. you know. Yeah. <laughs> again, I, I, if I'm kind of keeping my like my, my psychological limit of just just four games, Andy, just four games. Four, yeah, you play yeah. more than that, you start, you play five, five games. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe a sixth game might be all right. And then you, you kind of so you just need to go right. What's your limit? And just stick to it. Don't you think? Speaking of American geography, oh, Professor Kano is in uh, session in his uh, Geography 101. Yes, so. I'm, I'm talking to Mrs. Kana. Yes. So, so whereabouts on the map is Arkansas? And she goes, <laughs> she says, what? Arkansas, where is it? She goes, what are you talking about? Arkansas. I, I thought Americans proud, pride, proud of, pride of themselves, took pride. And then using phonetical spelling. spelling for right? words, yeah. Yeah? See, I, I thought there were two separate states. I, 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 I there's Kansas. And then there's Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Anyway, so, yep, Kana got schooled. Yep. Deary me. Can someone explain to me why it's called Arkansas? I don't know. I'm sure you go into Wikipedia will explain what the rationale and why it was called Arkansas. And I actually think it's... Is it, is it like, the same as Kansas, but with the AR in front? Yes. Really? Yes. That's confusing. I know, right? So anyway, so that's that, that's my little geography faux pas. Faux pas, yeah. Um, so on four games, are you tempted to join any of the new variants that have just been released on Vita? Uh, no. Not? No. 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 I'm, I'm kind of interested in the. the they're Brazilian. interesting, but they're not radically different to a normal, normal game. So let's just talk about over that. So over in Vita, they've just been released from Enriador, um, Enriador, uh, Enriador. Yep. Variant creator extraordinary. As opposed to uh, Arkansasador, Arkansasador. So Enriador has gone live with five new variants, which have actually been sitting in the background for a while, and I don't know why it's taken so long for it to go live. Well, honestly, honestly, I thought we had Britain for a lot longer. I, I, I thought we already had that one. But let's talk about them. So let's talk about it. some some of these. Uh, I found. A, Four of the five are really just an ever so small tweak to the board. Yeah, so it's and all one, based around the. So let's talk about map. those. Let's see it. Yeah. Classic yeah. map where there's just some minor tweaking. So let's go through them one at a one. So um, you want to talk about? Well, so we'll just name them first. So the first one's Croatia, Egypt, Florence, we'll leave Britain, the, and Brazilian. But we'll leave Britain. But we'll to leave last. Britain to last. Okay. The one I'm interested in playing is Brazilian. Which is the unofficial Brazilian edition of diplomacy? So whatever that means, maybe there was a misprint in the maps yes. that they sent to Brazil, or there was a misunderstanding around the rules, particularly around Clyde, Edinburgh, Norwegian Sea, North Atlantic Ocean. Why? Well, because in this variant, Clyde is not adjacent to Norwegian Sea. Oh, I didn't pick that up. And yeah, oh. so, so there's that. I had never little, picked that up. I, th- I thought it was just the one extra supply sender. And, and you can see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's a couple of other little uh, special rules going on here. Um, you can move directly between Heligal and Bite. What? Heligal and Bite. Oh, Heligoland. Yep, Heligoland. <laughs> That's right next door to Arkansas, isn't it? And, and the Baltic Sea, right? 
Yeah, so I, I agree. So Baltic Sea Wisp. Pronunciation is good on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you can. Oh, so you can just you can convoy bypass. Say, yeah, yeah. So you could convoy an army from Livonia through Baltic and Legoland to Holland, and bypass having to go through Denmark. All right. So they're, they're directly connected. Oh. All right. That's stupid. Well, there's a canal there. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to control the canal. Well, that's the Brazilians. Maybe they didn't know that, you know. Um, Those Brazilians are always taking shortcuts. Shortcuts. <laughs> um, there's a there's a supply centre now in North Africa. You get it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, schoolboy here. Um, Italy begins a game with a fleet in Rome rather than an army. So those two are just sort of minor oh, ones, you know, extra. Rome. Yeah, yeah, so Italy so, starts with two fleets. It's actually interesting that you've bothered to look at the rules because I just looked at the map and went, oh, they just added a supply centre in North Africa. Maybe that's so that people in Brazil can kind of land in North Africa and pretend they're controlling it. Um, and actually when I saw Brazilian, I kind of thought maybe there was some off-map component that actually had South they're America involved. Like USA. Yeah. You know, yeah, but Chuck's that eight player. And, so, okay, um, so this is... Yep. Oh, okay, of, of that stuff, um, the fleet in Rome... Give or take. We all know there's like there's a fleet yeah, Rome variant okay, already. Yeah. No big deal. The North Africa thing. Uh, I'd be interested to see how that would yep. pan out on a game. Well, potentially gives Italy some expansion routes instead of having to go head to head against Austria, Turkey, pretty much straight up. Yeah, it's a good point. Actually, um, you know, and, and it gives them that extra unit earlier on without confronting France if he doesn't want to. Well, by default, it makes France's position a little bit more precarious. So, I'm trying to think on this map, who's the winners and who's the losers? In my mind, Italy's a clear winner because, well, probably because the fleet in Rome allows you to go Rome to Tyrrhenian Sea, Naples to Ionian Sea. So instantly, you can be taking your chances on Greece, depending on what happens with the negotiations with Austria and Turkey. Mm-hmm. Your Rome can go straight into Tyrrhenian Sea, bang, straight into Tunis in autumn, in opening in 1901. Well, and then so quickly dash across to North Africa. Well, but okay, so. So that's a winner. Yeah. Oh shit, hit um, the wrong button. Sorry about that. Italy. But still, Italy's only guaranteed one build in the first season, in the first year. Yes. Okay, you yes. Know, it's, um, it's still balanced in that sense. There's another build oh. up the sleeve. In North Africa, but it's only still guaranteed one build to start off with. Well, okay, I mean, you can make the same argument for almost anything. Like, Turkey is only guaranteed Bulgaria. You know, um, yeah. Ger- Germany's only guaranteed Holland. Yes, chances are. Um, chances are it's going to also probably pick up Denmark. Now, you could say that Germany's guaranteed Denmark and Holland, depending on the open. England's guaranteed but, you know. Norway. France is guaranteed Spain. Well, Port- and Portugal, if they must have it. They're guaranteed it. There's nothing to stop them from yeah. getting it. Well, you can, you, know, you can get Portugal, yeah, but, you you can get Portugal but not not retain Spain. Well, yeah, you can. Marseille. Now, well, you moved Marseille to Marseille Port to Spain. Marseille to Spain, Brest to Mid-Atlantic, Mid-Atlantic to Portugal. Bang, you got your bills. This? You're okay. guaranteed your two bills. Okay. You don't have to open like that, but you're guaranteed them if you want them. 
Yes, you are theoretically guaranteed that. I give you, I grant you that. Likewise, but Germany. at the same time, London can, just go, Denmark, London can go Berlin straight into the English Channel and just fuck you over and take Brest. Unless Paris floats around Piccadilly or Brest and bounces out of Brest. So you still get those two bills. Anyway, so my point was, I think Italy is best positioned as a winner of this. But okay, yeah. at the same time, that extra supply centre over in North Africa is just as easily achievable for France if it goes breast of mid-Atlantic into North Atlantic, North Africa. Well, it's a guaranteed again. It's yeah. a guarantee again, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, oh, and also, not, not straight away, but it also provides England greater fleet options down this way. Actually, I'll tell you what it does do. It gives more impetus to England to attack France earlier on because... If it doesn't, then Brest, Mid-Atlantic to North Africa, build. Yep. Paris, Gascony to Spain, build. Marseille, Spain, Portugal, build. That's three builds. See, so you've got to be bloody are, trusting Germany, though. You've got to trust Germany, but, you know, it, it puts the emphasis on England and Germany to say, so hang on, you know, France could pick up three straight up without any contestation. I, I, I so guess... Maybe, it, maybe, it in, it, maybe it increases the chance that London moved to English Channel. I don't know. I mean, if you're, if you're a, a, a smart... Oh, it depends on how you want to play this, but if you were France, you could cut a deal with Germany and say, Germany, go nuts. Denmark's yours, Holland's yours, Belgium's, Belgium's yours. yours. Yeah. And you'd be betting on the fact that Britain I'm and going, Germany would kind of clash in Belgium. I'm going full pasta. Full pasta? Well, if you're, if you're the French, you'd be going, yeah, I'm going against the Italian. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, mean, that, I mean, that's one way. That's what know. I thought you meant. But full I didn't know, pasta. I thought maybe yeah. there was some type of special canerism. It is. Yeah, there you go, going for the bolognese. Although there, I think mate. I think you'd find that that yeah. Mrs. Kane would correct that to being full pasta. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Pick up on the, your pronunciation uh, again. Mac and cheese. Yeah. Um, so I think yes, that that Western component much better position. Yeah. Um, that whole Heligo Heligoland Heligoland straight into Baltic. Baltic. Yeah. So that that's Jeez, got that the makes things to very really make that whole northern. Scandinavian area quite but, interesting depending how Germany or even Russia Russia, Russia definitely okay because that provides another route for that fleet to get out well you think about it it wouldn't be too difficult to kind of um, try to deal if, with if, Germany hey it well, actually makes Russia and Germany a feasible yeah really so I think there's the clear losers on this map are Turkey and Austria they've got nothing to win Everyone else has got upside. So there's nothing given to them. Yeah. Oh, I've got to stop getting that bloody pencil. Um, so, yeah, that's so Brazilian. Maybe you give, I don't know, if you were to alter this one a little bit, maybe a supply centre in Syria, maybe, or um, a supply, anyway, but then he's playing around No, you probably need to yeah. actually add an extra supply centre somewhere in the Balkans somewhere. That would be an opportunity for Austria and Turkey. Like a like a supply centre in Albania, so. Um. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Or you, maybe you kind of um, do something wacky and you make you change Romania to being uh, Romania and uh, Transylvania, or or um, Serbia becomes uh, Belgrade and Kosovo, or yeah, something. Bulgaria like and so. Thrace. I don't know, or you yeah. know, something like that. Anyway, but like I said, this is the one I'm interested in playing. Um, Mm. Out of the five that have just been released, so that's that's interesting. So Croatia. Now, my I looked at this and went, oh, so they've just added a non-supply centre called Croatia, which is basically taking the 
What's it's, that it's, scene it's, there? It's, it's, it's basically Trieste. Trieste. It's Trieste, Trieste into Croatia, which is a non-supply centre, and Sarajevo, which is towards the southern bit of the traditional Trieste one. Yeah, so there's Croatia between Venice and the supply centre of yes. Sarajevo. Yeah. And Sarajevo is just bordering Serbia and yep. Belgrade, Croatia and Albania and Adriatic. bit of... Um, mental health against the potential stab. Italian stab. Yep. Um, still starts with the fleet though. Right? Yep. Um, and you notice Rome has kind of subsumed Tuscany. Right? Oh! I hadn't noticed that. So Tuscany and Rome are combined into just Rome. Yep. So Rome then is adjacent to Piedmont. Is adjacent to yep. Piedmont and Golfo Leon. Yep. Which makes him more of a threat to... France potentially, but the interesting thing about that is the the starting position has gone more traditional because it's an army rather than fleet. Yes, stay with an army, okay. and that's it. That's all that's changed on this map. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, good. Next, should we do Florence? Florence. Okay. It's Florence, basically what you just talked. Oh no! Oh fuck. Okay, Florence okay. has a. So instead of being a floor supply center in Venice. Yes. Tuscany is turned into Florence and, it's and a it's been center. given a supply centre. And Rome is a fleet again. And Rome goes back to fleet. And instead of Naples oh, hey, being yeah, a fleet, yeah, yeah. what's Tar? Oh, it'll tell us down here. That's like, it's basically what the uh, Apulia area is. Taranto. Taranto, okay. Yeah. I would have thought that would have went Bari, because Bari is probably the main supply, or the main city there, but anyway... So just playing around with the starting position of Hey, Italy. talking of Puglia, I was kind of sending a message to... Today it was, actually, one of those play dip games. Talking about Apulia. And I kind of spelt it with a G. Because I'm pretty sure in some games, Apulia's got an A-P-U-L-G-I-A. And sometimes yeah. they don't have the G. We should look at the Renascimento map. Renascimento. Yeah, that was done. Actually, by although the, I think it actually is after doing a little bit of Italian language learning, which I never really used much in Italy, it's, it should be Rena Renascimento. 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 Okay. Well, the Renaissance one. <laughs> you know, because that um, what's his face? Um, Decima. Decima Legio. Decio. Yeah, he wasn't one that designed that one though. No, it was um, Tadarus. Oh, uh, yeah, he was Italian as well. Right? Yeah, he's from Bologna. Yeah, so he'd know how to properly spell that region. Yes. And he'd spell it correctly on his variant, yes. surely. Yeah. You'd think so. No. So just Is just there any other changes to the Florence thing? Or it's just no, that, that's just it. those just Italy's a rearrangement changed. a little bit around Italy. So how do you think um, that would change the dynamics? Oh, I'm just pulling up the Yeah. Oh shit. I wanted to look at how at, at Apulia. Apulia? Apulia? Renascimento. Renascimento. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't just called it Brindisi get, yeah, in Bari. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah, so, where were we? So, the, uh, um, Florence. Florence. Yeah. Yep. There's no other rule changes on that one? Look, it gives, um, tell me, it gives a little bit of relief to, again, to Austria. Austria and vice versa to Italy with yes. that immediate supply centre to supply centre issue 
and it gives Italy a bit of flexibility in that they start with two flutes. Um, still open from an early attack from... Not as advantageous as the Brazilian one. Yeah. Because you yeah. don't have that um, possible extra SC in North Africa. So There's no extra, ed, no extra SCs. What I'm looking at, I'm kind of seeing a similar tension in the sense of the Black Sea region. Yeah. Right? So, Sevastopol and Ankara, you know, that, that, that do we bounce or do we not kind of scenario could well pop up around the Adriatic. Yep. Between Italy and Austria. Do we bounce, do we not? Yeah. Mm, okay, cool. The last one, which is like pretty similar to a normal standard um, game, but with a small tweak, is Egypt. Yeah, so this one's pretty much... It's similar to some of those other ones, like like um, modern. Yep. Hey, oh, there's quite a few that have kind of given us a bit of North Africa. So this one's given us... Uh, well, this, they've added Syria, or West Coast and South Coast. Um, yeah, so the West Coast of Syria borders the Mediterranean. The so Mediterranean, around, yep. your, you know, your modern-day Israel, Lebanon, Syria. Mm-hmm. And then there's a South Coast, which is more like your... Saudi Arabia component going heading down towards yeah. Medina and um, Mecca borders, and stuff. Borders the Red Sea. Yep. Um, and the Red Sea joins to the Mid-Atlantic and the North Atlantic Ocean there. Uh, the Red Sea does. Mid, Red, sorry, Red Sea to Mid-Atlantic. Yep. And North, and North Atlantic. Yep. That's interesting. Um, but there is no Suez Canal. Um, is there's there? a North Coast and a South Coast to Egypt. As to Egypt or not... Oh, no. Oh, no, Suez is a canal province. Like Kiel. Okay, okay so Suez is the one... So you've got Egypt, yeah, so which is your Sinai standard... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...peninsula there. The Sinai Peninsula, you're right, yeah. Very good. Is, is the one that you use, like, Constantinople and Denmark. Constantinople or Kiel. You can kind of pass your fleet through from one side to the other. And Denmark works the same way. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you got that, which is cool. Uh, they've dropped us a province, Libya, which joins Egypt to Tunis. A and non-supply centre province, yep. Yep. And we've got North Africa. But yeah, I hadn't actually picked up that the Red Sea was connected to, I, 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 was, I assume just Mid-Atlantic, not just North Atlantic. Yeah, no. That's, yeah. Uh, that's how it reads to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Everything else is the same. So I, I guess it gives potential for Turkey and England to kind of come into a bit of conflict. Turkey. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so it yeah, yeah, rounds yeah. the square a little bit more. Well, it means that um, it's less that corner, you know, power mentality. Yeah. Where you don't have to worry about your, your rear as much because now your rear is very much open to either side coming through via the Atlantic and in fact the same thing applies to France France can just as easily France could easily swing around into in fact France could more easily get to the Red Sea than England to start off with no not really because they're both connected to the Red Sea what no Brest Midland oh Ocean, yes Red because sea. Brest starts with a fleet yeah and there's actually no English fleet um, bordering the North Atlantic because it starts with an army yes speaking yeah. of armies in England Oh, yeah, and that brings us to the last one, speaking of armies. Britain. Britain. 
interestingly enough, called Britain and not England. But anyway. And my God, what happened to the colours on this one? Uh, in Riedel's oh, got a weird... What the fuck happened here? Oh, that's... That, that's Coding error. That, that they're aware of that. That's what yeah, okay. So, Britain is... How would you describe this one, Kana? Fortress Britain. So It'd be like a big hula hoop dancer armies until something happens. So think of a normal classic board. No changes to the board at all. Nothing. No. The only change is England. Britain actually starts, England, starts with six supply centres. Yes. So there's a supply centre not just in Edinburgh, Liverpool and London, but also in Wales, Yorkshire and Clyde. Yeah. But at this point in time, the listener who's not looking at this map will be going, my God, I want to play England. <laughs> Do you? Except <laughs> for the fact that you start with Britain or England with only armies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, look, you're, you're as good as impregnable. Yeah, um, you can't be defeated. Well, oh, look, well, you can be if someone else gets enough supply centers elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got this reserve mm. of military might, but you have to be convoyed onto the continent. Yeah, you're wholly reliant yeah, on yeah. alliances and working it out. With this is probably yeah. actually the only one I'm vaguely interested in. Are oh, you interested in this one? Yeah. Only because it is just so weird. Would you play... Do you want to play England? Is that, is that, is, would that be... Uh, if, if you joined no. it, would it like to be a random... I think it had to be random. Yeah. Just to kind of keep it fair. You can't um, join it going, I'll go England. Because you'd think as a starting position, if people wanted to fuck over England, this would do pretty good for Russia, Germany and France. They're the ones that could gain because they're getting the Scandinavia and the low countries uncontested. And and France doesn't have to worry about um, English, English Channel. Channel. Yeah. Much the same way that, you know... Um, a, a quick quick move from Germany into Holland doesn't mean they don't have to worry about the North Sea. I suppose it's Russia, they don't have to worry about Norway. They can take their time getting there. Um, so well, well, Russia's guaranteed Norway if it wants it. So. so there's an interesting dynamic here. It's a case of, do you just lock out England out of the game, or do you kind of play to England's um, strength on the field to move them across, get them supply centres and build a good working relationship with them to, you know, partner up, buddy up. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Like, like, or, or do you use England like a mercenary? Hey, you know, it's like, okay, so England, like, like, like Germany and Russia fall into conflict, right? And then there's the, there'll be those negotiations, you know, Germany going, okay, I'll, I'll support one of your armies across to help me against the Scandinavian scourge. Yep. Right? And Russia will be like... Tell you what, I'll support two of your armies across to support against the Hun. Yep. Okay, so I mean, you'll you, 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 you be constantly th- those, yeah, mercenary but, type arrangements would be. Quite but again, the flip side of that is I can't see this having any benefit. And in fact, there's probably a backward step then for Turkey, Austria, and Italy because they can't take advantage of that either by buddying up with England or alternatively screwing England over to be able to take the supply centres that would normally be contested yeah so in the grand scheme of things 
I wonder if there's any active on this one. Are there any active games of this? Not as yet. There you go. Well, that's it. Now, are we going to have another drink or...? Yeah, yeah. And when we get back... um, I want to just have a quick talk about the info page on WebDip, which we glossed over. We didn't really get into that. Yeah, we didn't actually. You're right. Um, And there's a really cool article on Board Game Geek about, you know, using diplomacy and an educational tool. Okay. Back in sick, guys. Cheers. Cheers. I'm on the same drink. What are you on? Same drink. So I'd stay with it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and malty. Creamy. I like that. You like Grew the, on you like the like, creamy like, and I like the malty. By the time I finish my pint, that 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 oak taste really sort of stuck with me, and I just wanted more of it. So in which case, maybe you should be drinking um, some wine because that's got quite an oaky taste. The old farmer, right? Oh, okay. He's out. Uh, he's out ploughing a section of his farmland, and his son's out ploughing another section of the farmland. And so they're entered in the modern era, and he gets a text from his son. He says, oh, "I've just run over a pig. What should I do?" Ran over a pig. Run over a pig. Yep. And uh, the, the the farmer goes, "Oh, well, shoot it, put it out of its misery, and bury the carcass." So, you know, 15 minutes goes, 20 minutes goes by, 30 minutes goes by, and he gets another text. Pig buried. What do you want me to do with the radar and motorbike? (laughs) (laughs) Too cheeky? I don't mind that one. That okay, is not a bad right. one. Yeah, yeah, bit. So, um, all right. You've got one. I've got one. Okay. Actually, I've got a couple. I hope I haven't done them before. Oh, did I actually tell you this? This isn't a joke. This is a serious thing. Okay. Did I tell you when I was when we were overseas and we were travelling in Italy? Now we had a hire car and everything like that. So okay, I drove yep. the hire car to the restaurant. What brand hire car was it? Uh, it was a Fiat. Fiat. Yeah. Uh, it was. No, well, what would you go with, like the Heinz or the Europe car? Or... I don't know, it's fucking Fiat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, so I kind of took the car to the restaurant. Halfway through, um, I got a message from the waiter saying, look, sorry, sir, we have to move your car. So um, I handed the keys over and the waiter said, oh, sorry, I can't do it. I'm just busy at the moment. I'll have to give it to the pasta chef. Pasta chef. Pasta chef. I thought, okay, fuck, okay. okay. Pasta yep. chef. Yep. Whatever. Yep. So anyway, rest of the night went on. Great dinner. But when I went back to the car, it was all denty. Uh, 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 true story, eh, Andy? <laughs> true story. You almost believed it, didn't you? Oh, I got close. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Um, actually, one other last one. Did I tell you that I saw a spiritual advisor the other day? A spiritual advisor? Yeah, and I told him that I had this strong desire to live forever. You know what he said? What did he say? He said I should get a job with the government. 
Why? Well, I said, what, that'll help me live forever? And he goes, no, that'll kill your desire to live forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's it's funny because it's true. Oh, battery low. Fuck. Okay. We better speed up. Um, okay. Getting, getting to that problem we had once before. Oh, battery low. I know. Quick. Let's let's go fast. Okay. Um, so I came across this article. Actually, I'll check if I've got a spare battery. Yep. No, I haven't. <laughs> I'll right, see how we go. So we came across this article uh, about teaching and why it would be a good idea to use diplomacy, the game, as a classroom tool to engage students in, the, in, in, in a school environment. And I've, got, I've sent you the link. It, it's on the Board Game Geek. And it's written by a guy... Um, Calavera Despierta um, but he recommends it's use for you know roughly upper um, 12th grade humanity kids yep. after they've read you know, The Art of War and Machiavelli the, the Prince, Prince. Yep. Yep. Um, both books that I read when I was in a sort of year 10 year 11 they would have been perfect for that then um, and he, he lists a whole heap of reasons why um it's a particularly useful tool for teaching this type of kid who's been learning um, humanities and around it's basically you know the, being able to sit down for a long period of time to analyse a board over its changing spaces being able to formulate plans and to respond to the different the changing circumstances on the board uh, being able to uh, measure your your language and the language of other people and to be able to negotiate between an agreement Um, the ability not to be um, influenced too heavily by someone else's uh, language and rhetoric you know Um, and you know the 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 idea that he's saying that one student he had um, actually came to realise that he could actually trust himself in what he was seeing on the board. He didn't have to accept what other people were saying. And for me, you know, a kid who's in year 10, year 11, having that, like, realise that that self-realisation for a young yep. individual, it's quite a big step for anyone to take to, to that self-realisation and to actually sort of trigger that at, at an earlier age in, in school as opposed to, well, for me, it happened kind of, you know, later on. Yep. Um, into my 20s when I was like hang on you know that self-realisation that we all come to at times in our life um, but to be able to sort of get that earlier on in that by using this game could be quite powerful um, look I won't go into it because it's it's, it's, it's quite a, well written yeah. and it's a quite a long article um, but the, the, the links to it in the show notes is as yep. for anyone out there who might be thinking of you know ways to use this kind of outside the box and having said that, you know, play diplomacy has that uh, tool. Well, sandboxing specifically for, for, for teachers, for and teachers you know. So, um, if anyone's out there thinking about, you know, taking it and connecting it to the curriculum, it's a really, it's a good read and it's quite interesting. Well, my my son's just started at university or college um, this week, oh. and um, 
kind of is joining up with a number of different clubs and societies and whatever, and he's joining up the board game society. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just waiting for when he comes home and says, hey, we're going to do diplomacy. I just found this game. Yeah. <laughs> I think he knows about the game. Oh, yeah, yep. He's seen it plenty of times before. But um, anyway. Well, it's great. You know, what... what um, I mean, there's a whole heap of other games there as well. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, They'll all be doing bloody... The thing is, how do we get them onto diplomacy rather than something like Settlers of Catan or something? Yeah, good question. Anyway. Yeah, okay. That's a problem for another day. Axis and Allies and then move them slowly across, perhaps. Oh, I loved Axis and Allies at uni. History of the World, very good game too. Never heard of that one. Mm. I used to love Axis and Allies. But um, I looking at the recorder with the little flashing thing going, battery low, battery low. We've got to wrap it up. Okay. We may wrap it up now. It's a short episode, an Maybe hour and an hour 24 up. minutes, yep. instead of the usual. We were getting up to, like, some of those episodes recently were almost up to three hours. Oh, wow. Fuck okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So, so we'll wrap it up. Keep it short. Uh, Keep it I'm sweet. Andy. I'm Kana. And uh, you've been listening to Diplomacy Games. Um, remember, we do have a Patreon account. Patreon, of course, is like... Think about the old school, back in the Renaissance, you know, you'd have, you know, uh, patrons of famous artists, and they'd yep. kind of give them money to be able to produce quality artwork. That's what this show is. This is quality artwork. So we are looking for people to support us through Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and look, look for Diplomacy Games, chip us some money, because we do have three Patreon members, and they've been generously donating a dollar an episode or a month or whatever it is. Which is like Bernie. Just like yeah, just like Bernie. Yep, Bernie. Not 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 weekend at Bernie's Bernie. Another Bernie. Different Bernie. Different Bernie. And um, but yeah, we are halfway through to our goal of maybe getting some better recording equipment. Uh, except for the fact that when I shared that with our Patreon members, one of them kind of kind of reminded me that hey, I'm giving you guys money so you can get drunk, not so you can go off and buy better recording equipment. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and we appreciate so, every. Uh, contribution, whether absolutely, it is for absolutely. Us to, um, but a, a, do- a, a dollar course. towards drinks is going to take a long time. <laughs> one American dollar, so that'll still take us a while to get to um, even one better recording. One, yeah. anyway. Look, anyway, it's we'll better die. So, so, go to Patreon, give us a bit of a um, a bit of support there. It'd be awesome. Um, usual thing, rate and re- rate and review it. Yep. Fa- not Facebook. What the fuck am I saying? iTunes. Uh, uh, iTunes. Stitcher. Stitcher. Yep. Does anyone on Spotify? Are we on Spotify now? We're on Spotify now. We're also on Google Images, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> we're, we're, we're looking for photos of the diplomacy board, and all of a sudden that little logo was there. So who, who would have thunk it? Um, now, our next recording will be at uh, be made... When we're in Melbourne. When we're in Melbourne. And hopefully we'll get a few face-to-face players to, um, to have a chat on, uh, on air, so to speak. And they'll be able to so. tell us how they schooled us in the game. And absolutely destroyed Ripped us. Ripped our bus. Yep. All right, I'm Kana. Andy, see ya. Bye. Cheers. Bye.